Healing Hands airs every Monday on channel Healing Hands YYC, hosted by Chanel Bostic. Healing Hands is a massage therapy education show in which Chanel shows you exactly some massage techniques, how to heal, and the basics of getting started. Check it out every Monday at Healing Hands YYC. Click on the link below to subscribe. Have you ever wondered why veterans struggle so much getting back into civilian right? Whether or not you are a veteran, Fight by Betsy Ross is a short book series that has an emotional intense story arc that helps spread awareness of those struggles veterans face coming out of the force. Check out the series and more of the fight mission at worldwideweb.fightbetsyross.com. Her latest release, Fight 4, is available now. Please. I'm just kidding. Got it. <laughs> and... I'm just doing this so I don't... You don't hear me. Yeah, I can actually watch the show. And so Twitch and uh, and Zoom don't get they're, they're like they're like um, how do you say it? little brothers to each other. They 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 pick fights with each other for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> but that's what they do, and that's where they go. So uh, this is Justine Chalakley's note. So here's the thing about the show. Like if you ever if you've ever watched any of the Twitch streams, they're all over the place. Or even the travel show, they're all over the place. I don't perfection's overrated. I don't, I don't personally subscribe to the idea of a perfect show. Right. I subscribe to the idea of a good show that's true to itself. There's a certain authentic, I'd rather have an authentic show than a perfect show, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Yeah, so I have, like, seriously, in this, in this series, I've been held hostage by children a few times. <laughs> One guest actually had their baby right on their lap for the whole hour we, th- they, we talked which is cool. I've had a three-year-old hold my show hostage. I've had an eight-year-old hold my show hostage. Right. But, kids like your show. <laughs> yeah. No kids. So no, see, kids like kids like to see, you see their mom or their dad doing something. They're like, Hey, I want, I, no, pay attention to me. Right. And they're like, and you're like, yes, but I'm busy right now, honey. I laughly, Right. So they'll, they'll take over. Uh, one of my guests not too long ago, it's actually in the audio archives. Both her kids ended up being on on the show. Like, we actually interviewed both of them a little bit as well. Aww. So, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So, I again, and, and folks, I don't have a problem with kids. I really don't. It's it, Like I said, but the idea of if I'm doing a show like this in this environment, I can't expect a perfect show. Yeah. Shit will go wrong. It, it's just it's just the nature of the beast. And you got to kind of accept that fact going in. Now, if you can do that, if you can, if you can do that, if you can totally do that, it's honestly, it's totally fine. Like it's not even like, um, uh, because again, it's you and I having a real conversation about whatever the hell comes up with, you know? <laughs> like my new library you, that is in process. I, I, <laughs> yeah, you got you got this you got this mysterious library. See, I, I don't have that many books anymore. I fill maybe two and a half shelves now of that. We put the shelves, so the shelves are on both sides of the window and then down both walls and Literally, we put the shelves up, and I looked at it and went, "I can buy more books." <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I'm just. I I'm actually, just I, <laughs> I actually cut my books down, like, like big time. I cut my books down. I cut my like. Literally, what I do is I go to my storage locker if I want to change up what I'm reading right now. I go to my storage locker and I tr- and I book exchange for now because when I go on the road, like inevitably my stuff's going to leave that storage locker and when it right. does, it's going to be like into an apartment or whatever it's going to go to eventually. Wherever I end up, which could be anywhere, which is kind of scary and fun, <laughs> right? But yeah. um, sure. 
Well, yeah. Well, the show is like, this is the last, like, you're kind of my one that you're one of my last guests on this version of the show, like not the last guest, but one of them. <laughs> um, there's a handful, like, like, there's going to be a scattering of like these shows. I'm still gonna be doing I, I have I've been thinking about where to go to, to Twitch from from this point on, like once I get to October when I'm not no longer doing these on a regular basis. There might be the odd show here and there I do still on Twitch. But it's going to be a rarity, not the norm. I'm going to be on the, I'm going to be even in the dead of winter in Calgary, Alberta. I'm going to go meet people in the snow and go, let's do something stupid. And then uh, let's film it. And that's, that, that's the whole, um, that's the whole plan, right? Like I'm no longer, I am no longer, um, as interested being on the screen as much as I am. Mm. If that makes sense. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's just it. Like, and like I said, for me, I, like I said, I, I tell people like one of the other reasons I'm taking off from Calgary again is, is it's weird because I was at San Diego prior to the when words collide. So I wasn't as up for when words collide as I had in previous years. Cause I literally just got back from San Diego. It was like, how do I get the energy for this? Like, yeah. cause I, right. Cause I literally just saw like, like, like it was literally like it's like the closest thing to Disney World, not Disney World I've ever been to, right? So, um, but but it's also just it, it was the interaction. Like I had more interaction in San Diego in a week, and not just including the um, not just not just the con, like just in general, than I had in Calgary in a year. Wow! Like that's wow, yeah, that's damning, right? That's actually very damning to the city of Calgary. So. Um, that's not saying everything in Calgary is is like I don't think I'm not saying Calgary's bad, but for where I am in my life right now, yeah, I don't just want to come to the city just to work in it. I'm I'm past that. Yeah, no, that I mean that makes sense totally. I I can't argue any of that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I argue just like you say, it's conversation stuff, right? So I mean, you're 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 based what in Saskatchewan right now? Yeah, I'm in Regina. Yeah, you're in Regina, so I don't know what's it like there. Is it is it more interactive? Is it kind of everybody's in their own little corner of the universe there? I don't know. It's it's funny. I would say I I talk more to my friends that aren't here than I do to my friends that are, and that's just is the that, nature. It's is, is that a good thing? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. It's it's kind of all over the map, and and I think it's it's just because a lot of my friends here are busy. You know, I see I see some of them. I do run a writing group on Sundays. We meet for just writing productivity. We sit down uh, for two hours, and we mostly don't talk. We mostly write. That's kind of the point of it. Um, but I do, you know, we, I do get to kind of catch up um, with some people there. Um, but outside of that, like it's even me. Like I'm busy. You know, I have a full time job, so I'm working Monday to Friday, and then. Are you done work? You're kind of like, oh, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> I, I, get, I get that to a point, but yeah. I mean, here's that up. Like, that's the thing I realized, like, this time around when I came back. It's like, okay, the pandemic, I think this is also, I think, a pandemic side effect, too. Um, I think prior to 2020, we were more apt to going out and hanging out. Yeah. And I think, right? Now it's not as quick. It does right. happen, but it's not as quick. And I think this is a Canadian thing. Because again, <laughs> states, no problem. Not a problem at all. Like, you want to hang out? It's like having tacos with complete strangers just because. Hey, you want to go have tacos? Let's go have tacos. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Right? Um, but what, I just, what I've realized is um, 
what I've, what I've realized is like life goes by really fast. And if you, if you wait and dwell, wait for the right moment to meet people, you never will. Yeah. Right. And like I said, it, it's just one of those things where I just realized like maybe just it's a Canadian thing. I don't really want to be like, want to be part of, I don't want to just work in a place and that's all I do. Right. No, I, yeah, no, I agree. Um, <laughs> and that's why I'm spending a lot of time trying to focus more on my writing, you know, on the side. I, I, that's why I started the writing productivity group. Cause at least then I have dedicated writing time every week that I go and I work on my stuff. Now I've now my book's finished that, you know, I'm querying and sent a sample. So we'll see how that goes. And well, well, I'm about to do the same thing. Like I said, I ended up at One Words Collide being an agent, and I just literally right before we started, I heard from her, so I'm just waiting for nice. her to uh, open up her query so I can send her. I can send her the, the uh, book. I've been spending the last few weeks finishing the novel up. Like the first draft is just about done. I I, I literally I finished the climax of the book, so now it's yeah. like I'm wrapping everything up, and that's it. That's all it's really left to do. And uh, I, I'm excited about it because it. it 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 forced me like actually being queried forced me to finish this faster right That's, yeah I, I started this book in 2014 so it's been a very very long time <laughs> is this your first um, is, it, is this your first it, one yeah. okay yeah no, no the first the first one's the hardest the first That's one okay i'm like oh good i hope that means the next one won't be so hard <laughs> well it's okay so right you yeah. have to learn what mistakes you're making because you don't know right so it's just like you get stuck on something but you don't really know why you're stuck on it that's part of it i see for me what i realized like this is what you ultimately come you come to this conclusion and this is what i came to you're gonna make mistakes on your first draft oh wow yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 no. <laughs> but but you know this in your head Mm-hmm. Right. But when you actually are writing it down, it's very different. It's so easy, especially the first time to get this as you're writing the process. Oh, what about this? Or what about that? Or what about this? What What you learn as you, you know, and this is just, this is what I've learned is get the story down. Yeah. Like you, 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 you can fix it all kinds of ways later. Right. So- my first draft, I actually wrote in Nano, NaNoWriMo in 2014. Yeah. So it was written fast. It was also all sorts of horrible. Um, and sure. Yeah, all sorts. Um, I remember I put it away for probably a few months, went back to it, and basically just tore it apart. It was like, that's crap. That sucks. I need to fix that. I need to change this. And like, it's, that's the kind of comments I wrote in for myself. I was like, not helpful at all. Just like fix this. No, um, no. <laughs> so I, so I mean that's the other, like and as you keep doing like okay so I've done six books like six right. books three three of them traditionally three of them myself mm-hmm. right um and they've all led to some it's just doing stuff leads somewhere but what I've learned is okay so the, the traditional so what I realized is the first three books taught me how to okay so you have this idea in your head. Mm-hmm. The real challenge is what do you, I, I, I said this, I think you were, if you were at my talk, what do you give a shit about? Right. That's the real question, right? So like the story I'm, I'm submitting ultimately is about the part of myself that's in this is the fear of never falling in love again. 
Mm. Right. Whether that's a rational or rational thing, that's not, but it's something like I, especially people in my age is like either they've been married, divorced, or in my case, like it's still looking for whatever, like for whatever reason, again, we're a lot more isolated than we used to be. And, and because of that, it's like, we wonder if there's something or someone out there for us. That is, I think, as human as it gets. And if you find somebody, right, do you like, do you like, you know, um, how do you handle that, right? And yeah. that's, and, and especially since sometimes there's a part of you that doesn't believe it's happening, right? right. That's a very real emotion. Mm-hmm. So that's in the story. That's part of what's in the story, right? Anyway, and so i care about that so that has to be there or outright it's what i bring to the table in the story i'm telling right and and that and and that's something like again this stuff doesn't happen the first time you write a book you don't think about that stuff the first time first time you write a book it's like oh my god i have this great idea i'm gonna i'm gonna put it down there it's gonna be great and wonderful and awesome and you do yeah you're like all this shit's missing. What's going on? Well, why isn't this what I what I saw in my head? And, and what you realize is that the like the the idea of any story you write is the building blocks, right? Are are the are like the skeleton of the foundation. The real foundation is what you bring to the story, and that's the big that's the big secret. A lot of people a lot of people assume it's just oh we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna have a magical time and we're gonna like like have this great idea and it's gonna rock and sometimes like there are moments in the book you'll feel it like okay this mm-hmm. is good shit but for the most part you're like okay if i don't have a good thing behind it i suck yeah i get that yeah I feel, it's you know and it's like i said i started in 2014 i put it away for probably about a year and a half after i kind of which I mean, you know what? It's I think that was both good and bad in a way, right? So, but I went back to it and I started kind of editing it, and then yeah. I just I was really spinning my wheels, and that's getting a book coach life changing because she walked me through, you know, uh, what why are you writing? Yeah. So, 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 so is that is is that is that a Miss Susie? Was that it, is, it is Susie, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Susie Vidori, ladies and gentlemen, is a fantastic book coach, and but. Again, she's going to tell you a lot of what I just told you. Yeah. What do you care about in the story? Because that's going to be how you tell the story. But the, yeah, a year and a half, that's hard. Like, like I I try not to stay, stay that far away from the story for that long because I change. Like, mm-hmm. like that's, that's, that's the real challenge, right? Because the story, especially the first draft, right? There's a lot of raw and real passion in that first draft that because that's you right then and there mm-hmm. right now into like intelligent you person it's like this is how this should be good can yeah. go and fine tooth comb and polish it up and that's you need that stuff right and um and that's that's great but you got but if you stay too far away from something it's almost like you lose the map of how to get there that oh, was yeah. like yeah right I know I totally it's and when I think like this draft now like the final draft it's amazing but it is not like they're two completely different stories in in many ways like there's the main obviously 
like, cause well, cause it's like the girl gets a power, right? So like, that's, that didn't change what the power is, but the way it presents on the page is totally different. Oh yeah. I, the characters, when I first started the story, they were 21. Now they're 17. Like there's just so many like big changes like that, that it just, it makes a difference too, in terms of, and it's funny too, I think, cause they were, you know, originally they were 21 in the story, but the naivety like they should have been seventeen from the get go. <laughs> well, like those details are less. Um, well, I I just got a client go to me because I'm going to be doing some video work next week. It looks like, and uh, they just responded. So I'm going to try to shut my phone off now from here on in <laughs> because okay. I I I. I I, I, I try not to do mix too much business in one go, but yeah, yeah. but no, um, all of which to say, like one of the hardest things about, um, about the, the process is like, again, the story you tell at the beginning may not be the story you tell at the end. Right. And sometimes it's by necessity. Like sometimes it's those little details that go a long way, but sometimes again, it's also the feeling like, like if that year and a half ago, 21 might've been the right space for it because at that time you could write that story you coming back after a year and a half it's like you can't write that story the same way anymore i have to find a new path to it and then susie goes this is what you're gonna do and this is how you're gonna do it and she's like have you thought about it like this because again the advantage of a book coach is you have an outside point of view and and a really good outside point of view um at some point, I will work with Susie. It probably will not be this book. She's read the first chapter of this book. She likes it. Like, like it's the right story. But I don't have an age on my characters, right? I have my main character, who's probably I would I have her in my head. I know how old she should be in her head. I have her love interest. I know how old she is, right? And then I have an idea how old she is. And the rest, I just, but it's an idea. I don't have an, like a con, it doesn't need to be a concrete detail. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, stuff like that you can kind of play with, right? Um, no, I think it's, well, it's interesting. And I think that's just a lot of the way things laid out. And it's me learning. Like you can, <laughs> when I, like when I went through this draft, um, this kind of final time, going back to the beginning versus the end, where I spent more of my time at the end because we were really fine finalizing everything my writing was so much stronger at the end of the book than at the beginning and I had to rework the 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 beginning of the book uh, which is kind of funny because most people say they spend the most time at the beginning but that is not not how it worked out for me oh when I read when I revise this book it's going to be the end like because I'm part of it because I rushed it so a little bit a little bit much but it's also I mean I'm also going to be putting some fundamental details throughout the book a little bit differently I, 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 unexpectedly, I unexpectedly, like the villain, quote unquote, the villain of my story was not who I initially thought it was going to be, mm -hmm. right? So now my challenge of this is the real challenge. The character that, the character that I thought was going to be the villain, mm -hmm. right, still has to be port, important and prominent. So how do I do that without making them, brushing them completely to the side, right? right? It still has to feel, right? Because he, 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 it is about him. It's the story is ultimately about like from the villain's point of view, he wants something and, and, but, but I realized like, but my big problem is why is my main character part of the story? And I'm like, okay, there has to be a reason. And I thought, okay. So it required me to introduce another villain, right? That I was going to bring in later on in, if I were to do this as a series later, 
but it makes sense that he's there now. And I'm I'm a cruel son of a bitch. Like the next chapter, I am so I'm cruel to both of those. Mine of my goals in this story is to make you feel sorry for both bad guys when it's over. Right. Because if, because one of my uh, favorite um, I'm a comic book junkie, so one of my favorite books is uh, Immortal Hulk. Okay. So it's the idea is the Hulk. What if the Hulk was legitimately an old school Frankenstein style monster? Like legitimately, that's the whole concept. It really works. So one of my favorite stories in that was issue eight of the series. So in issue eight, Hulk's in pieces, okay? He's in pieces. His head's where, his torso, it's all around him. But he's not, again, he's a monster. He's not a typical human being anymore. So this guy is going to to pillage, study Hulk scientifically, all that stuff, pillage what they can and make a buck. Like he's a scumbag. The Hulk waits for a certain moment, just for a certain moment. Because what you realize is Hulk let himself get caught this way. He hmm. wanted to see what the scientists could learn about him. So before, and then Hulk reformed and kind of absorbed the scientists. You felt sorry for him. It was brutal, right? right? He's like, I wanted that. Like, because even though he's a scumbag, you went like, oh, I, I did not want you to die like that, man. Like, I wanted you to get yours, but I kind of regret how you got it. Like, right. that's, that, that's, that's a legitimate feeling. And that, that's why that script is like, that's one of my favorite comics of the modern era, because it was able to do something really, really interesting. It made you, you wanted that character to get his comeuppance. And then you got what you wanted, but not in a way you expected. And that, that worked for me. Yeah. Right. So, and you can, you can see it in your head. I, I can tell like, you know, that look is like, you can see it in your head. It's like, it works. Oh. Yeah. Um, funny seeing in your head is a, is a good kind of segue there. I actually have, so aphantasia, do you know what that is? No. So I don't picture things. Ah, yeah. okay. It's blackness in my brain. Um, <laughs> I have dialogue, you know, happening, but there's no, there's no images. Um, so, you know, a lot of people say they, when they picture something, the like movie yeah. and they don't have that. Um, so that's a challenge with writing. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's been another actually really good reason having Susie around. Um, that's been a huge thing for me because I think something's on the page because what it makes sense when I read it and it's just not there sometimes. Um, and spatially too, like I think I wrote a scene where they sit on couches opposite each other and then the other character makes a comment about sitting too don't, don't sit too close to each other um just kind of like because he's teasing his younger sister kind of thing but like when you actually look at a living room your couches aren't like this close right they're like usually the opposite walls um and it just like that didn't even occur to me because i'm like can't see it no. <laughs> unless you go stand in the living room and be like oh yeah there's lots of space absolutely no no i i uh no that is a challenge. Like, I don't have that issue. That is, I have the opposite problem. I can legitimately go into my head, right? Mm -hmm. And not come out, which has its other, which means, which means that the, I have to work on the emotional connection in a story. Like, like, like this is just me. Like, it's just thing. I, 
listen, in this novel I'm talking about, I legitimately have back-to-back a karaoke bra and a dinosaur prison break. Wow. <laughs> in the same story, right? So I, I like crazy ideas, no problem, right? Making it matter. That's my problem. Like understanding what the story I'm telling is like Mm -hmm. you can have, and that's the thing, like when you realize that one of your strengths is, is the kind of, you're basically creating a very unique kind of ice cream. That's the way I would describe it. A very unique kind of ice cream. That's awesome. It's not a meal, right? It's cake. It's, it's, it's cotton candy. It's vanilla ice cream. It's whatever you want to, how you want to think about it as. Now you can definitely use it to add layers to a story that otherwise wouldn't be there, but you need an emotional, who are these characters? What do they want? Why should I care? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, you know, and that's actually, that's something that came up with this book was, um, so just in the story, the main character, the power that she gets, she basically gets the power to make anything happen by saying it. And that all spawned from me thinking like, oh man, I wish I could just snap my fingers and have, you know, make stuff happen kind of thing. Um, but she sends her best friend to hell by saying, go to hell. Yeah. Right. But then because of that, like the best friend's not in most, wasn't, or wasn't in most of the story. So then it's like, well, why do we care about getting her? Why are the readers going to care about getting her back, you know, saving her? And so that was, that was something that we had to really kind of work on, um, kind of weave in and find ways that they can maybe contact each other to like build up the friendship and, and, you know, show it on the page. So, well, there's a couple of ways you can approach that. Um, one way is flashbacks. Mm-hmm. That's not always the best because, again, from a tension standpoint, you can like okay. And I say this as someone that wrote wrote the story from two different points in time: her past and her present. My main character's past and her present. Um, you you have to find ways. It, you can do that, but it has to matter. Like, the, why are you going back into the past? Yeah. Right there, there has to be a reason for it. Now, in my case, it's it's a secret origin story, so you got to have the secret origin there. Also, it sets up certain things that happen later, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, and it's funny, yeah, like that's how I used it. That's one way to do it. The other way to do it is, yeah, minimal contact, having a moment, showing those moments of genuine connection that they really do care about each other. That's the other way to do it. Maybe probably the, probably in this case, the better way to do it, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna rescue somebody, it's good to like them. Generally speaking, just a little, <laughs> well, a little bit, right? I mean, sometimes the worst thing, like the worst thing, when you watch, um, I I I I've referenced Star Wars a shit ton of times, but some of the Star Wars series, like you can tell the reason, or heck, even Guardians of, or you want to look at something else, look at Guardians of the Galaxy, right? That that that's probably more modern example all the characters are likable, even if they're crim- a little criminal, they're likable. I love, um, like Drax is awesome. Like just, he, 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 he's, he's, he's a bit, he's like, a bit, Mar- sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just like Marvel in general, they're good at doing that though. Hey. Uh, yes, no, yeah, yes, yes. I, I think <laughs> I, I, my thing about Marvel movies since the Infinity, since Endgame. Okay, fair. Since Endgame, they don't have the same level of gravity they once did. 
and that's with again guardians 3 is an exception to this not right right okay i won't i won't spoil guardians 3 (laughs) i won't spoil behind i'm super behind on marvel Um, oh i guardians was my first marvel movie since endgame like 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 i i decided to take a break from superhero like the other thing but also, when I've seen clips of different things, like I like Thor as a concept, but I looked up like I have the comics with 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 Jane Foster as Thor with the, with her condition and stuff like that. So I was expecting a certain level of gravity that was not there mm-hmm. and should have been there, right? And they 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 danced on that, like the ending. Yeah, they, they they briefly mentioned it. They mentioned the um they mentioned it. There's a little moment of it. But man, they had such an they had such a meaty concept. The comic explored that big time a lot more. Um, that I wish they would have done in the movie. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like Marvel for the last since Endgame, there hasn't been a sense of gravity. I like the idea of the characters going in their own own different I don't I don't know if I'll ever watch another Avengers movie. Like, I legitimately, I think I'm done, right? But like, I'll see an Avengers and I'll be like, eh, no, I don't, I'm not. It's hard because I'm like, I have a, I have issues watching stuff out of order. Mm-hmm. So if like the movies come out, I'm like, I have to watch them in the order they came out. Like, I can't not watch them. See, I'm a com. See, I'm a, I'm a comic book guy. So I, I know Marvel as a company. I've had, I've known them longer than you have. So what they'll do is they'll take a great idea mm-hmm. and they'll do a whole bunch of it at once yeah. until you get sick of it, right? <laughs> and that's right, that, that this is what they do. So I thoroughly, so what I decided to do, and this is what I, this is all I do now is I'm picking and choosing the franchises I thoroughly enjoy. I'll watch those, right? I will stay away from the big, I don't want, I don't want the big event stuff right now. I just want good stories, mm-hmm. right? And the reason why I mentioned Guardians, like especially Guardians, okay, well, we can go Guardians 1, Guardians 2. You care about the, all of those characters, right? Right? All of them fit. They all they all work. Mm-hmm. And um, and the credit, it's not just credit to James Gunn, it's a credit to the cast, it's a credit to everybody involved. Yes, it's a Marvel movie. It has certain Marvel characteristics, but honestly, it's the performances all of them had and all the characters connected in a really wonderful way. Um, And that's why it was fun. And that's why people were invested in them. And like I said, the third movie is a continuation. It's it's Rocket's story, very much. It's it's Rocket's story. And and, and it's it's very... um, it's it's a good way to walk away from the franchise. It it, it ends on a I'm not going to spoil it. It ends on the right note. It should, and that's the part I really really thoroughly enjoyed. And all the characters in there, all of them, all of them get a bit of something out of this story, and that's that's what you hope for. That's what you want, yeah. right? Um, I mean, not having seen it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, but that's, but that's the thing, right? Like, I'm putting this much time into a character, like, like, like this is how. Okay, like whether I'm playing a video game, whether I'm watching television, whether I'm reading a comic or a novel or whatever, I'm putting my time into this concept. 
well, I want to enjoy it. And the way, and I'm not going to enjoy, and, and this is the Star Wars, like, like the first, the, the first trilogy, New Hope, Return of the Jedi, uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back is fantastic. The second trilogy is not as good because you don't have characters to relate to. And yeah. the third trilogy was at least I liked everybody. So I liked that third trilogy better than the, than the, than the second trilogy. Okay. Right? Right? Anakin has a lot of red flags in in, in in the first trilogy. There's there's a lot of um, yeah. I I, I think a little, but it's been a long time since I've watched them. I've only ever watched them once. I have not watched all of the Star Wars movies. I pretty much watched them because I was dating a guy who was a big Star Wars fan, and I feel like I got into them too late because I could like the fact that the movies were so old took me out of the movies. Really. So I feel like I'm so spoiled by special effects now, you know. I I I, I can ignore special. Yeah, I I the story's good enough. I will ignore the special effects. Yeah, no, it. Uh, I was just like, it just pulls me out of the story in a way when you're just like, oh, this is so old. You can tell they don't have the technology. <laughs> so it's yeah, I don't know. It, no, whereas I like I like I love watching older stuff because they don't have the tools. They actually have to use storytelling techniques. Sorry, yeah. right? So old school horror is at like a personal favorite of mine for that reason like you can't do old like that style anymore ironically because of this 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 ruins everything right but um but the idea of a horror story a horror story like you like you look at the older stuff they get how the language of cinema works and that's where you study it now Modern stuff that doesn't say modern stuff isn't good. I think modern stuff is is there's again there's good stories every age. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what. Like like you're never gonna hear me go back in my day because that's not that's not true. Like what it is is there's good stories in every era. But if you want to study certain things, each era does certain things better than the previous eras, right? Uh, and vice versa, right? Like previous eras had some advantages too. So you have to look at them. If you're studying story, okay, what can they do that's different? What can they do that's better? Or what, what did they, what was the trade-off for what we do now versus what they did then? Right, because tra- there are trade-offs, right? There are some, right, because there's no such thing as a perfect thing, but what do we get now today that we don't get then? Mm-hmm. Right, so there are there's what do they call it? There's pros and cons, but a good story is a good story is a good story is a good story. That that's how I see it. Uh, you and I would agree with that, and I think I wonder sometimes too if it isn't the advantage because it's like because I can't visualize it in my head. Having the better visuals on the screen pulls me in, right? Because it's it that's different for me. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, but you know, maybe like like maybe Leia said it's just I just feel like like each. Each era has things to worth studying. Again, there are things from those previous eras that do not work today at all. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Well, and that's not to say that I don't like old movies either, right? Like there are yeah. like classic movies that I really enjoy, but it's not, uh, I don't know. It's just something. Yeah. It's, it's also. Yeah, like I just couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't get into the story, even though I knew, like that's right up my alley. I love science fiction. I love like, yeah, I don't know. 
it's also because it's the same story you've already seen. Like Star Wars is a formula for a lot. It's a good formula, right? Yeah. Lots of play, lots of genres. Like if you love the Spider-Man movies, they use the same formula. It they really do, but at the same time, right? It, it it's like again, not every story's for you either, right? There are authors I think are great, but I don't like them the same way other people do. And a good example of that for me is Neil Gaiman. Yeah. I think I know Gaiman's good. I'm not ever going to say he's terrible. He's not. Yeah. But I read Ray Bradbury first. I read Charles DeLint first. And because I read them first, like Gaiman's in that tree, but it doesn't hit me the same way it would hit somebody else. Now, if I had read Gaiman first, yeah. right, I might, and I say that as someone who loves the Sandman comics, like that I love his comic work, but... Yeah. His, his story stuff is is it doesn't hit me the same way right and doesn't mean he's not good that's oh, quite no. real, right right but everybody has everybody has stuff that they really love mm -hmm. and everybody has stuff that just that isn't for them and that's totally fine too like star wars isn't for everybody like and that's and that's and that's fair right marvel movies aren't for everybody well, that's yeah, that's true, right? DC movies are maybe for somebody. I'm not sure who, but I mean, you know, I don't mind them. <laughs> they're not. They're they are a little bit. They are a little bit. How do I put this? They're a little, some of them are a little underrated. Some of them are better than advertised. Some of them are terrible. Some of them have earned their have earned their reputation, <laughs> right? Um, it's, it's anything, though, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, I think the Wonder Woman movie is pretty good. Like, I think it's all right. I think Shazam's fun. I haven't seen. It's fun. It, again, it, it, because again, it's one. Of, it's one of the most absurd concepts. Child says a magic world, he becomes Superman. I mean, that's that's that is such a cool idea, right? What would you do if you were a kid and could suddenly become Superman all the time? Who knows, right? You'd be Superman all the time, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. You you I mean, would. Why? Well, what? yeah, I mean, I guess I think about it. That's very similar to what I'm exploring in my book of like, what could, what would you do if you could make everything just happen? Yeah, right? I, you would like you, you naturally would. You'd see what you could do. There's a little bit of that. And then the consequences start. <laughs> sure. But I mean, but I mean, that's, I mean, that, that's, that in itself, like, I mean, it depends on the way you want to tell the story too, right? If your character has a conscience, right? Right. But I mean, one of the temptations with a power like that is, well, you can con you can keep getting away with it. It won't catch you. You can keep running from the consequences. Yeah. Right. If you want to. Yeah. And if I was, say, the villain for that character, that'd be something that would be my one of my ways I'd tempt them. Hey, you can do anything you want anyway. Who cares about your friend? Right. Right. And, and but that's but that's the, that's the um, but that's the that that's the rub, right? That's where conflict is, and that's where characters are developed from, right? You, you don't just do them from the point of view of, hey, everything's gonna magically work out all right. No, they're like we don't live in a perfect world, and we shouldn't. Like that's the thing; the world constantly changes. So, what does it change to? Right. I almost sound smart. <laughs> <laughs> Almost sounds smart. Almost. I, I say it like that just because I, uh, yeah, like that's it. So, so 
you, you so 2014 is when you started so is that this as was that when you made the decision i guess the question is um part of what we've talked a little bit why it took you so long somewhat yeah. but let's ask it let's ask it from another perspective did you think you needed more time to be ready to tell the story too that's not fun maybe <laughs> um i don't think i've ever really thought about that so that's not uh nothing consciously that i would have really so it wasn't it wasn't like you weren't hesitant to do it exactly you just weren't sure what you were doing yeah i would say it's more that because i like i've always loved telling stories i've always loved writing um and that year when i wrote that draft of that story that was when i actually kind of was like i want to do this as a thing and not just as a hey i'm having fun um and so i did like i did nano that year i was like i'm gonna actually finish a story because i never finished a story before um and then yeah it just kind of spawned and like in that time off that i took we kind of between drafts that's where i started like i started going just to talks like at the calgary expo actually um by different authors and then um that's how i met susie mm -hmm. and then she wanted to turn me on to when the worlds collide um started going to that it's like okay now i'm learning about the craft i'm learning stuff and it wasn't until gosh it was either 2020 or 2021 it was one of the COVID years <laughs> somewhere lost in that big mesh that i actually said to her hey like I, whatever year she started really as book coaching like doing it like officially you know um that was when i was like hey i think i want to hire you and so we've been working well it would be must have been 2020 because i think we we would have been hitting three years right about now no happy three-year anniversary with you yeah no i i yeah so for me it, it's weird because i my issue is the other i look at all the options that are out there because again I, the one i've done a lot of these episodes as, as like like there's no joke about that i've done a lot of these there's so many different ways to, to approach this business they're like and, and it, as a business like i don't know i don't know what to tell a writer where to go properly right away right and there's nothing wrong with like i i i have my pros and cons with the traditional route at this particular point in time but the truth of the matter is like honestly depending on the story you're telling they are the right place to go but i don't know that every story that is the right place to go anymore and that's where it gets tricky right like there are certain genres I'm like, yeah, you should go there. And there are other genres. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. what to, Right. Right. I, I totally get that. Cause I like for this one, I always said like, I want to do traditional publishing. I want like, especially for a first book where it's like, you don't know anything about the marketing. You don't know anything about like who to get the designer cover. I'm like, at least they'll take care of a good chunk of it. You know what I mean? And that's, like, I think that's a good uh -huh for me but i also think like I'm, I'm writing young adult there's a big market for that you know it's yeah young adults one of the one of the genres that that still traditional publishing does exceptionally well um yeah. urban fantasy which is the story i'm doing is another one where it, it it's it's it fits right. um but other stuff like there's other stuff that i want to write about i want like my next book i actually want to write the story of my grandma so she raised me um my mom I never knew my mom she passed about two weeks after I was born and I was born early because she was she was actually sick with leukemia um but my grandma like she raised my mom and then she raised me and that's like strong powerful woman and I want to write her story um 
And then I don't know if that would be like, I don't know if I'd want to go traditional with that or if I'd want to just get it out there, you know, um, kind of cut through. Uh, the- would, would you write from a fictional lens or you're going to write like a truly memoir kind of like a biography uh, lens? It It's, I would say memoir but like, I've started it, but I've only written very, very little. And I actually happen to have a little bit, like a little text of my grandma's story of her lone life. Um, because my cousins years ago did a family book and so everyone had to kind of write their story and so I have what she wrote and then I kind of took that I was adding in like my little commentary from my voice you know um very fourth wall breaky type thing it's I don't know I don't know like what that would fall under because I'm not it, it can it, it can be a little bit of everything like just based on what you've told me um I know why you want to write the story Mm-hmm. um just based on what you've told me already um and that's a good reason to write it but i think i think the decision you i think what you got to do is you got to make a, a make this is just again from the outside looking in not knowing too too much you have to make a decision yeah. right and and the decision is and this and this comes down to specifically why do you want to write this story yes you want to tell her story but i dare say i think there's another reason and the other re- and and the other reason is you're generally proud of her, and you kind of want to express that. You want to express that. There's your part in the story too, and that's all I'm really saying. So you gotta make the decision of okay, is the story a little bit about you as well? By the mm-hmm. way, I don't know whether yay or nay that like don't matter. That's the, right. that's the, that's the, that's the real question you should ask yourself. Um, if the answer is yes, then you probably shouldn't approach it quite like a straight memoir. You probably should do something, a variation. But if the answer is no, then by all means, memoir it up. Like, talk to your grandmother and interview her. I'm sure she'd be okay with that. She'd love she, it. Well, she's gone now. Like, she passed away in 2011, so. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, I mean, that's a big part of kind of, like, why I want to, like. Do- uh, yeah, okay. That's, that's, that's a different. And so she was one of 13 siblings. There's only one left. Um, so that's, that's, I figure that's my starting point is just get stories from her of my grandma and kind of go from there, see what I have and then go from there, you know? Yeah. And also you, you can, you can, wow. Wow. No, 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 it, it, it's, it doesn't, it, like it, it, it verifies to me again i don't know 100 percent on this but i would honestly say yes like this is about you as well so you gotta make a decision on what that actually means for you and that's you know that's an honest like again it's your story it's her story you want to tell her story and i totally respect that but i think also um this is about where you came from. Yeah. And so maybe I, I, I think I think the best way you could tell that story is a little bit from that angle as well. Just from the outside, looking in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like, honestly, like my grandma, like both my grandmothers are had, have had interesting lives. My one grandmother from Malta, she mm-hmm. raised her brothers than grand than both my dad my dad and my uncle and to some extent me too right so like yeah i know it's like having a strong like grandmother's a strong woman like really strong woman and there's my other grandmother in windsor who like 
was born, like who grew up in when the Berlin Wall was just being erected, and 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 she had to escape. And that's a, that's a that's a story in of itself, right? So it, it's it's wild, right? Mm-hmm. It's really wild to see just just like life is like everybody like everybody out there has an interesting story. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's just a matter of listening, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I just, I learned something about you there too. So just like, I, I'm going to ask this, I did probably, it doesn't, I don't know if this is, do you have an old, like an older sibling? Only child. Only child. Okay. No, my, uh, my parents had a hard time. I have, well, I have step siblings, but I don't really know them. Um, my grandma got custody of me when I was five um, because my dad remarried. He was probably, well, I was probably three or four when he remarried. And then we left there when I was five. So it's, I didn't really know that much. Um, My dad and I are like, my dad's still alive. He's still around, but he lives in BC. So he's actually visiting right now, which has been great. He's been helping me with my library. Um, But it's, but we like growing up, we were never like super close just because there was that distance, right? We didn't live there. Lived in, like I've been living, I've been in Saskatchewan since I was seven, six, six. I was six because I spent half a year in Ontario after we left BC and then we settled here just based on where grandma's family was. Where in Ontario, if you don't mind my asking. Uh, Port Hope is where we, where we stayed. Okay. I actually have family in uh, the Windsor LaSalle area though. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So no, that's, that's where, uh, like my, my family's in Windsor and Detroit. So, so I, I, I know, I know where about, I know where about you, you were there and then you went to Saskatchewan and grew up and you decided that you're going to become a, a kick-ass novelist is basically that's that's the goal pretty much that's the hope i uh, i have it like i have a like i said i have a full-time job and i like it's a good job but it's it's not my passion Writing's my passion that's something that, like i just i enjoy it you know it's like know. you can like work and, and be good at your work or whatever but when you really have that, that oh. drive, it's different you know I used to work at, um, I used to call it the Sparkle Mall, Purely a Courier, right? Purely is not a bad job. I call it, and anyone that, that, that used to work with me at Purely would know that that was my nickname for towards the end of my time there because I realized what it was, right? And if you love your job, it's mm-hmm. different. But if you don't love your job, it's just a place you go to make money. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all it is. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, like, I think, I think you got to make some, like, people have to choose what they really want to do, but there is nothing. And I repeat this, nothing like doing what you love and getting paid for it. Yeah. So that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. And, and it's possible. Like, it's legitimately possible. And I mean, I'm almost out of living. Like, I'm almost, no, I, I mean, like, legitimately speaking, I'm almost out of living. Right. Um, it took a long time for me to figure it out. Um, the real, did, did you, you were at my freelance, did you come to my freelance mindset? I didn't, I had a different panel at the same time. So, ah, uh, gotcha. So then I'll give you the advice I gave them. If you, okay. if, if you are okay with this, yeah. this is going to sound really corny, but okay. the real secret to this is the mindset you bring into it. And what I mean by that is if you think my first year freelancing, my biggest worry was fucking it up. Yeah. That was the worst mistake I ever could have made. When I changed it that I'm when I went from I'm afraid to fuck this up to 
I'm going to do this no matter what. Yeah. That's when I started making money. Yeah. It's a huge difference. So this is going to sound really corny. It's going to sound really cheesy, but it's the truth. Mm. Believe that you can do it. Yeah. If you believe it, the opportunity will present itself in a variety of different ways. You got to be open. Like, like, like I, I put it in my motivation to today's like, like how you perceive yourself is going to be where you go at the end of the day. Right. It, it's not always like, I'm looking at my situation right now. Like I, this particular moment in time, I'm, I'm, I want to leave the city. I'm kind of in transit right now because I'm not sure where I want to be. And my lifestyle reflects that. The moment I make a decision of where I want to be, that's the moment I think things are really going to uh, like really, really blossom for me. Cause I, I think that's, that's the, that's my roadblock. Like my honest roadblock is I don't know where I fit. Right. And, but beyond that, um, wow. Actually, I just realized that now. So thank you. Uh, but no, <laughs> it, it's, no, it, just having this conversation made me realize that. Um, but the, but the truth is we all, the biggest challenge you're going to have, no matter what you choose to do in this life, doesn't matter what it is or, or where you go or, or how it, how, it, how it plays out. It, it, it's your own roadblocks. Life's hard enough. Mm-hmm. Be smart enough to let life's roadblocks be the only roadblocks in your way. I like that. Yeah. Right. Because it's, that's the truth. Like you are, you are legitimately speaking, no matter what your limitations are, you are capable of doing practically anything in this world. There is right. Again, there are points in life where maybe some things are more possible than others, but the truth of the matter is in this life, you can possibly get, there's nothing in this world you can't get, Mm -hmm. but you got to be willing to go. I can get these things. I believe I can get these things. Because without that, you can't you can't do shit. It's not about talent. It's not about your, how smart you are. It's not about how disciplined you are. Like disciplined heart, like talent's great. Smarts are great. You can it's learn. Great. You can learn if you if you think you can, right? You yeah, can play- yeah, exactly. It's it, it's about your confidence, like your own personal belief in what you can do. If you have that, if you have Three, that, like five years ago when I actually didn't know this part. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I've been, I've been on, yeah, I've been on a big growth journey actually in the last. Um, yeah. But that, that's, 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 but five years ago, if I had said that to you, you would have said I would, maybe you would have said I was full of shit. Well, maybe. No, maybe. No, that, that's the thing, right? Again, this, this is about the whole thing about sometimes when I go being ready for something too, right? You like everything we do, no matter who we are, where would life, whatever life path we are, everything we do prepares us for what's next everything so so you have to you have to realize what these things are and again we're not perfect there's no such thing as a perfect person but it's understanding where you're at what you're doing where you're going and being built to be ready for whatever is next for you that's a process and everybody's and 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 the weird thing is the limitation more often than not is ourselves, mm-hmm. right? I was like, okay, my, my second job, and it's my second job, not my main job anymore, is I work at the Category Saddle Dome. I literally go to, I work all the Flames games, a lot of concerts. So when I'm not creating art, 
right? Every commercial or whatever, otherwise. I'm literally working at events for art, commercial and otherwise, right? I'm seeing that part of the process now. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed being part of the company just for that reason, because um, it's been a process. To, it's been a learning process for me in a good way. Um, going forward, um, you know, I can't stay here forever. Like, I don't want to be like, when the playoffs are done this year, I don't want to be there. Like, and just just because at that point, I think I've gotten what I've needed from this place. I don't hate it. I think it's great. But if I'm serious about where I want to go and where I want to, I want to figure out where I fit next. And I have to go out there and find it. And I believe that. So what I got, so the next six months is just about getting ready to do that. Right? But everything's here and everything's here. Rest of it don't matter. There are people way more talented than me in art, like drawing wise. Yeah. I've made more money in them drawing art. I can legitimately say that now. It's not because I'm good. And that sounds like really funny to say it like that. Yeah, but 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 it's it has very little to do with it. It it has everything to go because you're willing to take that step, and maybe they aren't. Exactly, that's it. Talent, talent in itself is talent in itself is probably the starting point. That's what I would say. It's a starting point. If no, I actually I I would say it's the most overrated thing (laughs) you got. Fair. Okay. It's the most overrated thing you got. Talent is nothing without you making this a conscious decision to do it. Now, once you do it, talent can make it easier. Right. Talent can definitely make it easier, but you have to make that choice. Right. right. And it's funny. Um, I don't like, again, I'm a biblical guy. I don't know if you're how biblical you are and that's fine. And if you're not, that's cool. But there's one of my favorite parables. So there's a whole thing about having five talents yeah. and using them and you get five more. Or using three more, using those three, getting three more on top of that. And I, I will attest to this. This part is true. You use what you got, you're going to end up doing getting more than you ever bargained for. But if you don't choose not to use your talent, eventually you lose it and somebody else gets it. it, it, it the, there is truth in that. So, but the, the whole point is talent in of itself is nothing. Right. Smarts. Definitely, again, doesn't hurt, but yeah. it by itself is nothing. It, it's your ultimately at the end of the game. It's having the belief you can do it and the willingness and readiness to go forth. That's it. Well, it's kind of like what you said. You said like at first you were scared that you were going to mess up and then you said, well, I'm doing it no matter what. And that's I think that's the thing. It's like being willing to accept that you are going to mess up, right? You're, uh-huh. you're going to screw things up but you're gonna learn from that and you get better absolutely well just just look at look at how we started this conversation i told you i don't do a perfect show (laughs) and i again one of these big epiphany moments in my life is i don't want a perfect show not because i don't think it's impossible but i i also think it's where do we go from there Right. The thing about imperfection is it allows for change. Mm-hmm. You and I can have this conversation again a year or two from now. And if we do, it'll be in person. It, it'd be in person. <laughs> it'd be in person, right? But besides that, it would be a different conversation. 
right? I think that's great. I wouldn't want the same conversation twice. It's stale. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, I mean, that means we haven't changed. We haven't grown. That's that's bad. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Yeah, that's yeah. That, I, you're always like we're always growing and changing, or we should be. Yeah. So I mean, who wants a perfect world? Fuck that. Like, I want a world where I can be. In five years, I might be the world's greatest gymnast at forty-five. And I mean, it's not likely. I'm not. I'm not saying, <laughs> but right. But I mean, I could still do some really cool stuff that way. And that's the whole point, right? It's not, it's about chasing what it's, it's about exploring the possibilities, ironically, of possibilities. And, <laughs> and if you're willing to do that, and you're not afraid to fail, you're not afraid to succeed to both legitimate fears, you can legitimate, there's nothing that'll stop you. I think oh, you're speaking my language. Um, I was having <laughs> so every conversation. I can't even remember what it was about the other day with my dad, though. And he said something about, oh, I'm too old for that. And I said, you're never too old. No. That's well, bullshit, I think, you know, in, in a way. I mean, okay, there's obviously as you age, there's like physical limitations that might come up for certain types of activities, whatever. Sure. Science, right? But I mean, I think like, you know, if you set your mind to something, maybe you're not going to be the world's best but you'll be able to do it oh absolutely well i I'm, I'm actually halfway contemplating getting myself in good enough shape to do an mma fight Ooh. i'm never going to make the ufc at this point in my life I mean, realistically like like again there's limitations there and also the training and dedication and focus like i'm going to do that i'm going to probably like sleeping for if i do that fight i won't be sleeping for a week when it's over it's like i'm not getting up yeah. I don't have like that's something a 20 year old or a 30 year old can go i can recover from this quicker right that all said that doesn't change the fact that it's possible i could fight yeah. it also doesn't change the fact listen i might be the a tomato can in there and that's totally fine i'll be the best tomato can i can be there you and go. really that's that's it and i've talked to buddies that have been in the cage I, I have a buddy of mine he's he's a little younger than me but he's he's he's, he's already fought in professionally or amateur professional. He's getting into professional wrestling, right? He'll be great at it. Like, I already know he's going to be great at it, right? Now, will he make the, the WWE or AEW? It's more possible there. I mean, the cool thing about pro wrestling is it's theater more mm-hmm. so than it, than that. It's a theater as much as it is sports. So it's, it is possible if you, it depending on how you work it, you could do it. But even if he doesn't, you can still have a shit ton of fun getting in the ring with people here or in BC or wherever he wants to go and have a good time. Like, like it doesn't really, not everything has to be about getting to the pinnacle of an industry either. Sometimes it can just be for shits and giggles. The only thing I'm too old for at this point is cynicism. I'm too old for it. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm too old for it. I, I, I have... I'll tell you a funny story. There was a uh, there was an individual that used to follow my um, me, and she would occasionally pick fights with me for some of my motivational stuff on 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 there. Well, I think I shut her up because she stopped following me after the last time she tried to interrupt me because I I uh, I faced my own bits of adversity, and and she's like, "Oh, you can't work it like this." It's like, "No, 
actually, I can work it like this because I've been there. I know what it's like. This is how I did it. Maybe yes. this is not what you did, but this is how it's done. Right. And she, she was silent. I think she unfollowed me afterwards because she just realized like just a different dude, right? We're just different people. Cynicism doesn't serve any purpose other than to blunt you from the possibilities of both success and failure. That's it. Um, there's, there's no excuse for anything. Like, like at the end of the day, this is our true power. Going back to your story here, this is part of it. No matter what, human beings do exactly what they want to do. The question is this, are you deliberate in your choices or are you letting your fears decide your fate? Yeah. Yeah. Let's put that on a poster. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. That's what it is. Like, like fears a want. People realize that are not fears a want. Fears a desire. Do you give into that fear? Do you let things dictate for you? Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, then there's nothing anyone can do. That's a want, right? I mentioned we mentioned something. I mentioned something earlier about the fact that like. I've been back in Calgary for about two years, almost two years now, uh, almost. Like it'll be two years when I leave in Calgary, it'll be a year, it'll be two and a half since I've been back in Alberta when I leave. And the thing about this time is, okay, again, I looked at the, mentioned the interaction part of this, right? You said it, we're busy, do this, do that. Are you? Like, like throwing, throwing, throwing it back another way, are you really? Right. It, it, it's it's about sometimes realizing, OK, two and a half years, I'll see who I've seen and I've seen who I won't. Yeah. At, at a certain point, like there's a decision, a conscious decision not to see the make a decision not to see these people. Right. And the question you got to ask yourself is. Um, why are these people really your friends at that point? And I, and I don't say that like in a malicious way. Yeah, but has life, yeah. Priorities. Has life. Pardon? Sorry. Priorities is, is kind of you know it's yeah. Maybe you still care about the person, but you did just not a priority. Yeah, and, and that and that's and that's totally fair. But that's very different than saying you don't have time for them though either. Well, oh, very it's, true. But it's I think you make you make time for what you prioritize, right? Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's and that's and that's the point. Right. And that, that is the point. There's nothing wrong, by the way, whatever decisions you make, but it's about being honest about the decisions you're making too. Right. And that's the thing. As I've gotten older, um, I've realized that's the, that's the important thing. It's what's important to me. And, and the other, and the last thing I've learned is if I don't, if I can't control it, I don't worry about it. Yeah what's the point <laughs> exactly yeah. it's good to be informed it's good to be aware but at the end of the day if i don't really have a say in it like i can't control it. like i might be able to tell a bad joke to make you laugh right i might be able to tell a really bad joke very likely i laugh at a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but i can't control your mood right i can't control i can't control what you choose to do with your life so I, I can I can be this control freak, but this is how you should do things. Or or I could do the wiser thing and saying, Justine, good luck. I believe in you. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. that's way better than, yeah. and if you piss people off with what you do take stands on, you let them walk away too. Because honestly, at this point in life, I gotta be happy with the person I see in the mirror. That's the shit don't matter that much. Yeah. I have nothing to say to that. Just, yeah. It's, it's yeah. That's something that I've kind of, like I said, I've been, I've been on a, my own kind of journey of growth. And that's the same thing. It's, it's very much like, am I proud of myself? Right? That's, that's the end it. of the day. Well, and you think about it. The only person that you're with from birth to death is yourself. Mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, your whole life. You can't get, you can't get rid of yourself. <laughs> no. And the thing is, ultimately, in this life, there's only two things you have control over, right? And they're, they're both connected. Your actions and, and your things. <laughs> No, I, I would go so far to say as your your dignity and your self-respect. That's okay. it. They're the only two things of value you bring to the table, your dignity and your self-respect. Because if you're if you are a depraved on like we all again, no none of us are perfect, but I I'm a big believer in trying to be as true to my word as possible. That doesn't mean I'm perfect at it, but I try. I'm very, I try to be very accountable to it. And I also try to, I try to, um, you know, I want to like the person I am. Mm-hmm. And everything I do tries to make me like that person. Right. A lot of, I, I, and I think by the time a lot, I realized this at a very young age is that that's the one thing a lot of people do not have. And it, it, your sense of self-worth comes from those two things your dignity and your self-respect mm-hmm. so you protect those from as like gold because if you gave those up ironically of all things a television show mash said this at the end of the day there's only two things you got your dignity and your self-respect at the end of the day all right then those are the things you fight for and for for yourself because if you have those things you will always have worth in the world right that's yeah, fair enough. When you said control, I was like, well, what can you control? You control what you do, right? Your sure. actions. Absolutely. And, and to an extent, you can control your reactions. I think there's there's obviously kind of knee-jerk reactions sometimes that we have that that you know, but oh, oh, oh absolutely. No, no, no. Like I look, none of us are perfect. If I bang my knee against the wall, I am going to swear like a sailor. <laughs> I am legitimately gonna swear like a sailor. No, I don't necessarily have to swear like a sailor but i there is something satisfying about saying a curse after you bang your knee into the wall yes. like there's something I, very satisfying about that and i'm okay with that satisfaction if there's a price to pay for it so be it i, I i'm good i i've made my peace with it right um i mean we all feel again we all feel vulnerable we all have moments of insecurity we all have we're human. I don't like, look, pretty girl walks by. I'm gonna be like, hi, I'm still in that. Like, there's still a little bit of me. That's like, I'm going to do something stupid today. I might be willing to do something very stupid for that. I'm, I'm human. Mm-hmm. At the same time, right? That also, but, the, but also, I mean, as you get older, you're like, okay, what is this worth to me? 
Like what, where, where will I stop compromising? Mm -hmm. You've got to have that. You have to stand for something and right. Or if you break it, why'd you break it? Right. Is it, is it, was it for the moment or was it like a special circumstance? Like the, there are, again, there's so many like little things, but at the end of the day, it's about you being able to live with yourself. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds a lot, um, I make it sound a lot easier than it actually is. <laughs> Nothing's ever as easier, as easy as it sounds though. Well, no, it's, it's, there's a difference between simplicity and ease. Yeah. Right. Simplicity is great, but it's not easy at all. <laughs> so you're the third of the four. Like I got, I got to meet all of you in person. I got uh, on the weekend. I had Ashley earlier the week. I had, I had a uh, man name just completely blew my mind. Jen, I think it was. Yeah. So I know you and I have next week. I have one more. And I have the last one of you on Monday. I just worked out that I got all four of you like back to back, like at, 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 at the, uh, top of the month wrapping up so it was a pleasure meeting you in person <laughs> ditto i mean it's i well been following you for a while just with uh yeah having wwc just virtually um so no i was i mean i was i was excited to meet you this, yeah uh, well i i hope i lived up to the hype so <laughs> um no i think so if all goes to plan you think you're gonna have your book out next year or the year after I hope so. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I it's kind I, of, a, it's a weird, I'm in a weird place. I think mind space wise, just being like, holy crap, I actually finished the story because, mm -hmm. because it's been so long. Um, but, no, what do you do? Uh, oh, I think, yeah, no, I think, I mean, I hope so. That's, that's, it'd be nice. But uh, I also kind of know realistically, I mean, it, yeah, I can take a time to find an agent. It can take time once you get an agent to get a contract with a publisher because I'm going that traditional route. I, like I know realistically it might take a couple of years still, but uh, you know, ideally it would be nice. Um, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop working on, on stuff. Um, I'm trying to expand my writing group right now actually is, is the big thing um, that I'm kind of turning my focus to because what I'd like to do um, ideally actually is set up a writing conference here. So very similar to when words collide, but here in Magenta. And so then I'm looking at, okay, well, how do you do that? Well, a lot of people talk about getting grants. Well, if you get grants, a lot of them, you need to be a nonprofit. And then I'm like, well, we have like three people that come regularly. So including me, so I'm like, okay, like let's expand the group and then see what else we can do with the group and kind of go from there. So, yeah, no, it's fair. That's nice. <laughs> that'd, that'd be a good goal um I, I i'd come hang out with you in regina i i i i'd, I'd find a way to do that i mean at least the first one like i'm not going to be at one words collide next year i already, I already know that like i already know it's just i'm not going to be there next year the year after maybe maybe we'll see but yeah um but actually i'm going to give you a little i hopefully an optimistic thing i am reading a book from a buddy of mine named russell nolte and it's it, it's, a, it's a writing book i had the writing book i i don't read a ton of them anymore but I do read every so often you read one just to kind of inspire you. Yeah. So this is my wish for you. I'm gonna give you a wish and then we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. Okay, yeah. here, here's, he says, when you're right, it's very, very slow until it gets very, very fast. And what he meant by that is when you do find success, 
and I get the feeling you will find success, I just something tells me you will, it will hit you like a freight train when it comes. It doesn't come, it, it, it just constantly, it just hits. Yeah. So, and I, and he's right, and he's right. Like when it does come, it, it's fast. So be ready for it, because it will. Also enjoy it. The other, the last, the last piece of advice is enjoy your successes. A lot of authors get frozen with imposter. Like I don't know, no fuck that noise. Enjoy this. You worked <laughs> your ass off for this. Yeah. I had a buddy. He 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 had a hit with one of his books, and he had so much imposter syndrome afterwards. And I'm looking at him, it's like, dude, like enjoy this because you don't know if the next book's going to be the same thing, right? And that's and that's that's the thing. Like all like again going back to time. How precious was that while? Take those wonderful moments when they come your way and enjoy it. Have the wisdom to enjoy them because shit, who knows how long you got them though, right? So when the ride comes, it will be fast. Have a blast. I <laughs> love it. And you have my word. <laughs> yes. All right. So this is this is the weird thing is I don't do you have anything to promote at this moment in time? Well, nothing well, not really. I mean, I'm socials, I guess. Um I'm most active on Instagram. So it's it's literally just Jay Chalk. Oh so on. Give me a second here. My Discord decided to as I'm typing in dot com. So you just just your first initial and your last name? Uh Jay Chalaco author on Instagram. I do have a website as well, which is just first name last name dot com. So I'm just putting those up on the on the uh, uh, on the, the uh, on the all powerful, all amazing Twitch, so people can, can see ya. It's Justine Chalaco, ladies and gentlemen, future author extraordinaire. Actually, already an author extraordinaire, future published author and successful author extraordinaire. Why not? Let's just go go big or go home. Whatever that looks like for you, I hope you get it. All right. So. I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Uh, now, now I hear you. Now okay. I hear you. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I might have been just because I wasn't. Oh, I, I shit the back and forth just to type in. Like I said, Instagram and Twitch. Like, that's Instagram and Twitch. Twitch and Zoom do not like each other. I just some of those little things. But uh, but but for whatever reason, uh, Restream is is now charging and Streamyard to where I'm at. Just they that does does not. If if my connection goes below a certain point, my audio cuts out. This way it works. Fun. <laughs> Yay! That's, that's the other reason like I don't have to worry about doing these for too much longer because in the end just seeing I'm glad we had this chat I'm hope I hope you enjoyed yeah yeah good and hopefully you don't be a stranger because I, I I won't I won't yeah. actually I'll, I'll follow you on Instagram as soon as we're done actually <laughs> Because I don't think I have you. I don't think I have you. All right, folks, this will do it for this week's ep episodes of Just Joshing. Next week is going to be fun. I'm going to be guests on some other shows next week, uh, more than online. But I do have a couple of guests next week lined up, uh, including the fourth member of I would call it the 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 four the four uh, the I guess the four students of Susie Vidori is basically and that's what I'm going to call that this series. Um, I hired one of them. And and uh, met some of the other ones, so I mean that like obviously they're all awesome. So the the last one's going to be great, and I promise as well. Beyond that, folks, uh, like I said, my travel show is 
officially on the road. Uh, I've already done some episodes there. You can watch, check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash just joshing podcast. If you want to donate to the cause, uh, my series healing hands, I've re- I produced, directed and wrote with uh, host Neil Bostic is starting in two weeks. So definitely check that out. And for everybody watching, everybody listening, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Stay inspired. Keep shining in the dark. I'll see you next time. Just Joshing is turning 1,000. And what is next in store for the show? The truth is, it's already happening. I've been recording shows since the start of the year in preparation of me going on the road. You can watch and listen to them now. They are available on my Patreon channel for the price of $5 US. Not only will you get to see these shows months in advance, but you can also help me when I take this show on the road. Click on the Patreon link for more details. Josh. Josh.